great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, a podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. My guest this week, everyone remembers him from the 1960s Batman TV show as Robin, Mr. Burt Ward. Burt, how you doing? Hello, citizen. What's going on? Fighting heinous villains wherever they rear their ugly heads. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What uh, what's new with you? Well, I uh, I'm a very busy person. I uh, I go out and I sign a lot of autographs and make appearances. Certainly, have done that for many many years. Is signing autographs. People like to ask questions about our TV series, things like that, and very involved with our dog rescue and helping dogs live longer and. So uh, I keep a, a very busy. I work seven days a week. There's nothing wrong with that. It keeps us young. Yes. Well, I tell everybody the first hundred years are the hardest. After that, it's pretty smooth sailing. <laughs> what uh, What's the most exciting thing that's going on with you right now? Well, right now is the fact that uh, my wife and I, who after 24 years of rescuing 15,500 dogs, have finally found a way to help our furry friends live twice as long, up to 27 years, and this is our charity. Uh, and uh, I like to say that I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, we have at all times about 50 dogs in our house, and we created this uh, feeding and care program, which I would invite your listeners to come visit our website, gentlegiantsdogfood.com. And uh, they can read all about it, and they can see uh, we have this new dog food that we've put out that, again, we don't take any money from because this is our charity, but that we feed to our dogs. In fact, we feed 600 pounds a day of this dog food. And just Gentle Giants, by the way, it's in uh, Walmarts all across America. We worked out a deal with Walmart. We actually went to them. We said, look, we've got the only dog food in the world that we know of that dogs can live 27 years. And we love dogs. So we're not going to take any salary from this. We're going to basically offer this to you at our cost. Would you please put it in all your stores and make it available to everybody that would like to have their dog live up to 27 years healthy and active? And they said, hey, this is a great thing. I mean, of course, for them, they want the highest quality to be able to market at the lowest price. So it worked out wonderful. And so now every week, every day, we get calls from people all over the country. Uh, they're telling us, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. I have a different dog. This dog is so healthy. My, my older dog is running around playing like a puppy again. What have you done? This is amazing. And, and we're really, you know, it, it, it's funny because in life, you know, we all strive to be successful. But for my wife and I, we actually have more fun right now helping other people and doing things for others it, uh, than doing for ourselves. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's a great thing, and, and so many people who love their dogs now can have them an extra five or ten years longer. Uh-huh. And, oh, I'd like to mention, I would like to be able to mention our Facebook page because so many people want to write to us and comment, and our Facebook page is called Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products, and uh, they people can uh, send photos, they can write, they can ask about 
feeding and care for their dogs. So, you know, having been a crime fighter in front of the camera, now we're fighting senior age and dogs on the other side of the camera. So uh, it, we're, and yet at the same time, by the way, you know, I have two movies out from Warner Brothers, most recently a brand new movie uh, called Batman versus Two-Face. And uh, it's animated with the voice of my dear friend Adam West, who played Batman. And my voice is Robin. And then the voice of the villain Two-Face is none other than William Shatner. Wow. So here you have the two most iconic TV series in history, Batman and Star Trek, with the actors working together. That's, that's crazy. How did you um, – I want to get back to the Batman thing. But how did you uh... – how did you decide to do the whole uh, dog rescue thing? Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you. Um, we, when my wife and I first lived, we live in this wonderful little town called Norco, California, where horse it's like the last western town in America, where horses have the right of way over cars. Where you know, it's such this is true Americana. Yeah. When you drive down the streets, instead of instead of seeing the dotted white line. We have dotted red, white, and blue lines. I mean, you know, talk about all-American apple pie. And we moved here 24 years ago, and we have a beautiful daughter who's now she's tw- going to be 27. And she, uh, we, we decided we'd get her a dog, and we heard about these great Danes that were being put to sleep in shelters because there was no rescue. And I, I had said to my wife, Tracy, I said, wait, wait a minute, these – Big, beautiful, gentle giants. They're, they're so gentle and so loving. We can't let this happen. Let, let's just for, you know, a couple of weeks take a few dogs here. You know, don't let, let them die. And then in a couple of weeks, somebody else will take over. Well, guess what? It's been 24 years. We're still yeah. waiting for somebody to come rescue us. Yeah. And we've gone from Great Danes to other giant breeds, and we became the largest giant breed dog rescue in the world. And now we even have small dogs. And in fact, we have 45 different breeds. So I, I think my wife, Tracy, has redefined the term Great Dane to mean if it has four legs and a tail, it must be a Great Dane. <laughs> do you, uh, is it just you two that like keep an eye on all the dogs or do you have people working for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's my wife, Tracy. She does it all by herself. Wow. I mean, uh, she, uh, well, I call her Wonder Woman because she's pretty amazing. Uh, between that and the fact that she cares for the animals so lovingly. And, and you know, um, it's like, in fact, I, I like to think of her like the Mother Teresa dog. <laughs> she rests dogs. She cares for them. She, you know, just spends time and, you know, goes to the vets all the time, you know, with, with dogs that come in in every god-awful condition. The good news is the ones that she's taken care of now that are eating our Gentle Giants dog food, those are, dogs are so healthy. They only go to a vet every three years for a $10 rabies update. Wow. So, you know, that's a pretty terrific thing if you own a dog that you're not spending thousands of dollars a year in vet bills because your dog is so healthy. But uh, so we do this and we, we have a great time. And yet, my goodness, I get calls from people. They want to get autographed photos. They want this. They want that. And, you know, it, it's uh, we've, we've had a great time and we are. We're having a wonderful time. Do you guys sleep at all with all those dogs in the house? Well, I have to get some sleep. My wife only sleeps two hours a night since she's 10 years old. I can't do that. She's, that's, that's another reason I call her Wonder Woman. And she actually spends seven days a week, 20 hours a day, caring for dogs for the last 
24 years. Wow. I mean, you talk about a commitment to, to loving animals. And uh, people, you know, they, they they call, they write, they want to know about this and that for their dog. And, and again, this is all charity. And in fact, I will tell you one thing that's kind of interesting. More recently, I've gotten people that have said to me, well, my gosh, you've devoted your entire life to helping dogs live longer and healthier. Why don't you do something for people? I said, wait a minute. Think of it this way. If your dog lives an extra five or ten years longer because of the technology we've developed with our Gentle Giants dog food, don't you think that affects your life? That means you get to have your dog for an extra five or ten yeah. years longer and healthier? They say, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> so uh, so um, what made you pursue acting? Well, you know, I have uh i grew up one i mean i grew up where i grew up in 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 the los angeles area in, in a city called beverly hills i grew up there and i just for whatever reason i was a, a kid that kind of grew up by myself you know and i mean i knew other people but i was kind of like a loner and i love comic books but i love i didn't love batman because i never even heard of batman yeah. comic book they didn't have it where i lived they had superboy and superman and, you know, it's funny, even as a child at three years of age, my mother showed me that I had photos taken then where I had uh, I had a little tricycle I was riding on and I had a bath towel with a clothespin <laughs> holding this cape around my neck. You know, and I got to tell you something. I thought about that night and day. And somehow, I mean, you've got to believe there's some connection between thoughts and things, you know that if you think about something long enough and hard enough, you can almost bring it to you. And, and I thought about this and, you know, all the time and, you know, one, and then all of a sudden I was, my father asked me to help him in, in real estate and selling houses. And I got a, a license when I was very young to do that. And uh, I helped him sell a house to a producer. And I asked the producer if he would give me a, a chance to show him a scene, an acting scene. He said, sure. And I did this scene for him. He said, you know, he said, I think you're very talented. Would you, uh, you know, would you like to go meet an agent? And I said, oh, yeah. He says, well, because you've got to have an agent in, the, in this town if you want to work. So he sent me to an agent who said to me, first thing he said is, Bert, he said, let me tell you something. I can't get work for my actors that have already been signed here. And the only reason I'm taking you is because of this producer. And don't expect to work for a year. <laughs> and if you do get a job, you'll be lucky to say one line. I mean, well, that's not very encouraging. So I said, yes, sir, yes. Anyway, um, a couple of weeks after meeting with that um, agent, I got a phone call from some someone in his office who said uh, they have something going over at 20th Century Fox. Uh, go over there tomorrow. We made an appointment for you about 4:30 in the afternoon. Go over and then you know give them your name and they'll let you park on their uh, on their lot and then you can uh, go in and you can meet this casting director. And I said okay, and uh, I didn't even think to ask what it was for. So the next day, sure enough, went over to 20th Century Fox. Uh, they let me on the lot. And they said, oh, you got to go to this particular building and this particular bungalow, which I did. And I walked in, and I, I, you know, I had to wait my turn, and I met this casting director. And he was very nice. He said, would you like to meet the executive producer? I said, sure. I mean, you know, I figured, wow, this was so easy just walking in and meeting this man, and here he is going to introduce me to the executive producer. I said, well, maybe everybody gets to meet the executive producer. Well, that's not exactly true, but I didn't know that. 
So I go in to meet the executive producer. His name was William Dozier, very, very respected man in the movie industry and television. And I looked him straight in the eye and I said, hello, sir. And I shook his hand and he was like taken aback that somebody could be so <laughs> direct and, you know, I mean, in a nice way, but aggressive, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, he said, well, he said, you know, you're kind of big for this part. And I said, well, wait a minute, sir. I promise you, I will not grow anymore. And he laughed like, you know, how could you promise somebody you're not going to grow anymore? He said, well, he said, uh, would you like to do a screen test? And I said, sure. I mean, I figured everybody got to do a screen test. Well, that wasn't true either, but I didn't know that. So in a couple of weeks, I went uh, to do a screen test uh, again at 20th Century Fox. And I went onto the sound stage and they said, oh, we have this gentleman that uh, you're going to be doing the screen test with. And here's a script for you to read. And it was really just a couple of pages. And on the printed pages, the only thing it said was Bruce and Dick. Didn't say what it was about. Didn't have any last names. Hmm. Didn't say anything about being a you know, cartoon or anything, right? It just said Bruce and Dick, and it was some dialogue. And so they introduced me to this gentleman, and his name was Adam West. I, and, you know, I, be, I, I said, well, should we, you know, maybe run these lines? You know, I'll say them or this and that. And we talked for about five minutes before we ran the lines, and in five minutes, I got along, and I was laughing, and, and he was laughing. We just had a great time, you know? We just clicked as two people, yeah. you know? And yeah. then we got up, we did our lines, and I said, well, thank you very much. And I said, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, you, we're not done with you yet. So, oh, really? I said, yeah, yeah. They said, look, you gotta go over to that sound, that, uh, that dressing room on the other end of the sound stage. See that way down there? I said, yeah. They said, we've got two wardrobe guys there. They're going to help you get dressed, and we want you to come out and uh, in this costume, and we have some more dialogue for you. And I looked at him. I said, well, you know, thank you for having two people there meeting me, but uh, I'm perfectly capable of dressing myself. They said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. You just go on down there. You'll understand. So I go down to the dressing room, and sure enough, there's – Two men there waiting. They said, "Here, we've got you know some stuff." And I looked on this on this kind of like a like a long couch, and there was a ton of stuff on there. And I said to one of them, "I said, am I going to put some of this on?" He said, "No, you're going to put all of it on." Wow. I said, "What?" They dressed <laughs> me in this costume, the most uncomfortable thing in my entire life. Nothing have I ever put on is so uncomfortable, so horrendous. I could barely walk. And and all I can tell you was as I stepped outside that dressing room door, and believe me, it was just even taking a step was hard to do. As I stepped outside that dressing room door, I turned around and I looked at one of the wardrobe men. I said, well, the good news is after this screen test, I'll never have to put this costume on again. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last word. Yeah. 120 episodes later, right? Exactly. I got this role. I didn't even know, and, but I still didn't even know what it was. I mean, I saw these costumes. I thought it maybe was a, a period piece. <laughs> and uh, you were 19 years old at that time, right? No, I was 20 going on 21. Okay. In fact, uh, I had to go to court to have my contract uh, approved because uh, I was under, under formal legal age to sign a contract. And, uh, but you know, um, I couldn't believe it. You know, I went, I went to make this show and it, I had never shot anything. I had studied acting though. I mean, I studied both professionally and at UCLA where I was going to, to college. And, uh, so, but when I actually went and did the work, 
it was like nothing I ever thought. I thought, oh, wow, you're going to get up and all these cameras and all this fun. Well, you sit around for 45 minutes on a cold soundstage, most of the time by yourself, while these people are walking around in front of you, this and that, carrying this, carrying that. And then when they say, okay, it's time, you get up and you work for 30 seconds, right? Yeah. 30 seconds. Maybe if it's a big fight scene, one minute, because they do everything in pieces. Yeah. Was it, and um, then you wait another 45 minutes yeah. to work 30 seconds. So how long did it take to film a, like a 30 minutes? The episodes were 30 minutes. How long did it take right. you to, f- we, to film those? Uh, we, they were supposed to be shot every three days, but it worked out to be five days okay. because there were so many effects. You know, And that's another thing. The, the crew was, as I found out, a gigantic crew. It was like twice the normal size because there were so many explosions and contraptions and trying to get this to work and that to work. So what happened was, other than the fact that the director would say, well, you're supposed to be in the Batmobile when you say those lines or, oh, you're supposed to be out here in front of the Bat computer or, you know, what I mean, things like that, just basic stuff. Other than that, we basically could do whatever we wanted because they, everybody was so concerned with trying to make these, you know, these special effects work. Yeah. So, you know, the things that you saw that I did, for example, when I come up to the Batmobile and I, instead of opening the door to get in, I jump over the door to get in sometimes or jump over the door to get out or stand up on the door and walk along the fin to the back, which I didn't know at the time. The people who had built the Batmobile were having near heart attacks thinking I was going to ruin their paint job, you know, (laughs) but I didn't know, you know, I was just doing what I thought was, was right. And hitting my fist into my palm, you know, all the kinds of stuff. And because Adam was so great and so amazing and fun to work with, right. That uh, he was just, we just had an instant chemistry and he had this marvelous comedic sense. I mean, this man was a true comedian true comedian he didn't you know in today's world you have these people these stand-up comics get up and all they do is swear and people laugh and you know i don't think that's funny at all whereas adam west his style his delivery that suggestive things that he said and did i mean people roared and and because he was so stoic and grand and you know kind of thought of himself like Winston Churchill, right? In fact, he said to me one time, he said, you know, he said, you know, Bert, he said, I really understand now what it's like to play Batman. I said, really, Adam, why is that? He said, well, I watched Charlton Heston play Moses in the Ten Commandments, <laughs> yeah. and I realize now what Batman really represents. I go, oh, my gosh, he believes this. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it with and a serious so face? Said, no. Oh, oh, absolutely. And he was, was serious. Yeah. You see, that's the thing that people say to me. Well, you know, he's so stoic and, and, and you, know, you know, grand and bigger than life and talks so slowly. You know, is, what's he like in real person? And I tell people, he's exactly the same. <laughs> There's no difference. That's but, uh But, you know, but, he, but also he's very smart, very smart man. He realized that we were doing a 30-minute television show, right? And I said, well, we'd all realize that, except that he realized it in a much more sophisticated way because he realized that the longer he is on that camera by talking very slowly, 
Yeah, more camera on him, the less on everybody else. <laughs> How did that make you feel? That, oh, horrendous. And then he would do this great thing where we're in a two-shot. That means where the camera is kind of got both of us in the picture, and we're supposed to do our lines. But in the middle of his lines, he would turn and walk right to the camera, right up to the lens, blocking me completely. You, do you understand? Oh, yeah. Filling filling the lens with a close-up on his face. And the director would say, cut, cut. Adam, you can't do that. This is a two-shot. The two of you are supposed to be in this shot. He said, yes, but but I had to do this because it was the, you know, it was the right moment and the energy and, and it was the right concept. And they said, no, okay, Adam, go back there and don't you move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he had every reason in the book why he had to do it. You, you understand? Oh, yeah. He had to do it. <laughs> And they, they wouldn't let him get away with it, of course, because they, you know, they can't have a show just about the close up on his face for 30 minutes, <laughs> which he would have loved, of course. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I loved Adam. Um, I miss him terribly. What a wonderful, humorous man. The times we'd laughed and so many we had so much love and respect for each other. And uh, he was a great mentor, you know, mm. uh, and it was so funny because everything he did. On, on the set, he could get away with anything. Everybody thought it was funny. Like, for example, if he's racing out of the Batmobile and accidentally banged the side of the Batcave or something, we'd have to stop and reshoot it. Oh, everybody laughed. One time I got in the car and just scraped against something. I got yelled at for a week. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, it was no justice. No yeah. justice on that show. Yeah. But, but I had a great time. And other than the explosions and the costumes, all right, other than that, I had a fantastic time. I mean, who wouldn't want to ride in a Batmobile? Who wouldn't want to climb walls, fight heinous villains? And being a black belt in karate, I love the fight scene. Yeah. In fact, a piece of trivia for your listeners is that um, I knew Bruce Lee before he became Cato. He lived in the same complex that I lived in. And uh, he and I used to spar together. And a piece of trivia for you is that Bruce Lee, who became the most famous martial artist in film ever, his very first fight scene on camera was fighting me. Wow. And that was on the Batman, one of the Batman episodes, because the executive producer of Batman was also the executive producer of the Green Hornet, which he played Cato and Van Williams played the Green Hornet. And that's how they introduced that series uh, into prime time by having them appear on our show in one of the episodes. The Man Cave Chronicles on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Brian Padone here, founder of Quiet Punch. When I'm not listening to the Man Cave Chronicles, you can catch me filming one of my live workouts on quietpunch.com. Check it out today. That's quietpunch.com. Hey, this is Keith Coogan, uh, Brad, and the Adventures of Babysitting, Kenny in downtown on Babysitter's Dad, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. How was it fighting with them? Well, it was great, except they didn't want to have it. You see, what we did on Batman, they didn't want anybody to look like they really hit somebody hard or really, you know, drew blood or anything that was too realistic. You know, you, you see the, you know, bad guys pick up a chair and crack it over Batman's head and he might fall down, but he gets right up and keeps on fighting. You know, I mean, it was bigger than life. It wasn't real violence. Mm. So the, 
the fight scene that I did with him, they actually toned it down. We were really going to go out. And, no, no, they didn't want that. No, no. They said, no, no, we don't want that. We don't. We wanted broad strokes and we wanted the style of Batman. And, and we did that, you know. Yeah. While you were filming Batman, did you try to do other projects as well? Yes, I wanted to uh, on my what they call a hiatus. That's a period when you finished filming for the season. You usually have a month or two, sometimes three months, where you have off before you go back into filming. And there was a young producer at 20th Century Fox. His name was Larry Terman. He came to me right after the first season ended in filming. He said, Bert, he says, I'm doing a very small little film here at 20th Century Fox. It's, you know, no big deal. Not one of these big movies very small, but I'd love to have you play the lead role. And I said, geez, I'd love to do that. And I thought because it was at the same studio, right? I mean, it wasn't like at a competing studio that I, that there wouldn't be a problem in it. You know, there certainly wasn't a, a time conflict because I was off. And uh, so I wanted to do this role and the director and wanted me, the producer wanted me. And I went to uh, the studio and I said, you know, I'd love to do this. They said, well, you know, let us think about it. And they went to ABC Network, who said, wait a minute, this is the number one show in the world. We don't want any dilution of, of him playing another role. You can't let him do this. So 20th Century Fox would not let me play the role. And, you know, it was a little bit of a disappointment at the time. Uh, uh, you know, it turned out to be somewhat of a popular movie it was called the graduate maybe you heard about it yeah dustin hoffman yeah so they couldn't get me so they got a guy named dustin hoffman Jeez. look what that did for his career oh yeah wow <clears throat> do you uh do you enjoy doing like the voiceovers now for the anime animated like batman series oh sure i love i listen if you're an actor you love doing all of it you know and and it's uh it's fun. It's great. I love working. I always love working with Adam West and uh, working with William Shatner was a pleasure. Now, there's a very funny guy, too. He has just got an amazing sense of humor and immensely talented. Uh, I had a great time, you know, and uh, so I, I like doing it. And, you know, I've done a number of 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 great stuff, um, kind of Batman related. Uh, I did, uh, you know, the uh, um, different different shows uh that that i've done uh you know with the character um there was this dc comics um you know the dc comics came out with this um this uh this 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 tv series that they did uh uh late night series uh and uh, uh called robot chicken i don't know if you remember that i do and this is the most recent one and, and not only did i play robin but i played Burt ward too i mean they, i had a dual role playing myself and you know playing uh, the character robin yeah. and uh that uh you know there there's just been uh so many different things uh, other shows and stuff that that i've done that you know make it take advantage of the uh of the character uh and it's been a lot of fun yeah. and so i love doing that and warner brothers is great to work with and they finally put out our tv series they did an amazing job they went in and took our series and you know just made new prints and cleaned everything up and colorized it perfectly and fixed the sound uh, you know I mean, I mean it was good to begin with but they just made it like perfect theater yeah. just wonderful stuff and everybody loves the uh, the dvds that are out there yeah. what's it like going from like a live action role and turning your character to like an animator role 
Well, yeah, like I was on The Simpsons too. You know, that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it's uh, you, you know, let, let me tell you, for me, because people say, well, gee, you know, you just did these two movies for Warner Brothers. It's been so long since you did the series. Was it hard to get back in character? And I said, wait a minute, I never left. I mean, when I was hired to do Robin, yeah. I was I was selected from eleven hundred young actors and. That's pretty stiff competition, wow. 1,100. Yeah, it is. And uh, the executive producer, when he selected me, said, Bert, would you like to know why we selected you to play Robin? I said, sure. He said, well, because in our minds, forgetting television for a minute, if there really was a Robin, I mean, for real, not, not TV series, not, not, not acting, if there really was a real Robin, we actually believe that you personally would be it. So we don't want you to, quote, act. We really just want you to be yourself and be enthusiastic. Well, obviously, you can tell I'm a little bit enthusiastic person, <laughs> right? And, and so for me, it was very easy to do that. So when somebody said or, or would ask later on, well, now you're doing this movie. What's it like getting back into the role? Well, I really never left it because it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a... Uh... Are you a fan of like the Batman movies now, like the newer ones? Well, I enjoy seeing them. They're fabulously made. Warner Brothers has done an absolute fantastic, you know, thing. But when people ask me, like, well, who's my favorite Batman? I, I very politely say to them, Well, in all these Batman movies you've had wonderful, fabulous actors, but if you really think about it, there really is only one Batman and that's my dear friend Adam West. Yeah. And you also did two movies for with Adam West for Batman, correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We did well. We did our movie during the the series, yeah, uh, which was great against four villains: Riddler, Joker, Penguin, and Catwoman. And then later on, we did a movie of the week, uh, CBS Sunday Night Movie of the Week, that was uh, Return to the Batcave: The Misadventures of Adam and Bert. Uh, that was fun. That was based on our books. Adam had a book, and I had a book out. And so, you know, and then we've done these uh, animated ones as well, and a couple of TV specials, and gosh, over 7,000 personal appearances wow. in the course of 50 wow. years. Wow. 7,000. I, I estimate that I've actually signed 8.5 million autographs in wow. my career. Do you, do Holy you, hand cramps. Right. Do you enjoy doing the Comic-Cons and meeting fans? You know, I do. I do enjoy it. But what I, I'm not enjoying so much anymore is the physical travel, you know? Yeah. You, you get on a plane and you have to take two or three flights. Sometimes I'm eight and nine and ten and eleven hours between airports and flights. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, that gets a little tiring, you know what I mean? Yeah. But meeting the fans, oh, I love to do it. And they seem to have a great time meeting me, and we joke around. And, you know, obviously I'm not a shy, retiring person. So it's very easy to have great conversations. <laughs> People, they have a million questions. Oh, my gosh, a million questions. And they always have their paraphernalia, something they've saved. I mean, these people come up to me, and they've got this lunchbox. It looked like it, you know, it'd been uh, beaten up by dinosaurs, you know, for all these years. And but that's their favorite lunchbox, their Batman lunchbox. And they yeah. want me to sign that. And they're, they're trading cards that are so... They're so bent, you can't find one spot that's, that's smooth enough to sign your name <laughs> on. It's so wrinkled. 
and but these are their treasures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, they're, they're treasures, and and uh, and of course everybody has their stories to tell me how they were growing up and how maybe their brother got to play Batman. They played Robin, and how they watched it every week, twice a week on television, oh, yeah. and how their parents loved it, and now their kids are watching it in reruns. Uh, you know, everybody has a good time. You know, it's a, it was a great, wonderful show. It brought a lot of happiness to people all over the world. And uh, we had a lot of fun making it. And, it, you know, it really shows. I mean, sometimes these shows where people, um, they can tell that the actors aren't, you know, really into it or they're not getting along with each other. Adam and I had such a great time. And everybody that watches Batman, they can just instantly, after a minute or two, pick up on, how much fun it was to make it and how much fun it was that, you know, for the characters and what we did with them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, before we end this, do you have any uh, future like projects that are coming out that you want to talk about? Well, I, I've got a bunch of things in the works, but I kind of prefer to like when I have it ready, then, you know, uh, I'll, mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll talk about it, but you know, I, I, I love what I'm doing, rescuing the dogs. I love the fact that, charity has become such a big part of my life and my wife's life that, you know, we have these dogs living up to 27 years, our gentle giants, dog food in all the stores now across the country. And, you know, I just want to do great things. I mean, we're all on this planet, such a short period of time. Why not try to make the best of it? Why not make every moment count, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. You gotta live in a, in a positive world. Exactly. And, and doing great things. And, you know, when, when, when you're inspired to do great things and you want to help people and stuff, other people, it's like contagious. They say, gee, that's so nice. Here, let me help too. Let me do this. Let me do my part. And everybody pitches in and, and with a whole idea to make a, a bigger, better world for all of us. Yeah. Um, can you tell the listeners one more time how they can find you online? Yes. Well, uh, we have, my wife and I have our, our, web page, uh, our website, which is GentleGiantsDogFood.com, and we have our Facebook page, Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. And even though it's, it's a lot about our dog food, it's also a lot about Batman. And, I mean, there's so many events. I mean, for example, recently there was a fabulous Batman 66 exhibit that was just at the Hollywood Museum. And uh, which is still there, and people can go see it. If, if, if you're out in the Hollywood area, you got to go to the Hollywood Museum. It's, it's fantastic. It's got all the original costumes and the Batmobile, and I mean, it's got everything. It's just like the day we, I would work on the set. And then uh, also, with besides that, recently out in in Southern California, there's a very famous hot dog place called Pink Hot Dogs. It's okay. kind of like the equivalent of Nathan's in, on the East Coast, but Pink's Hot Dogs is very famous, and they just uh, dedicated a, a Burt Robin the Boy Wonder hot dog, <laughs> Burt Ward Robin the Boy Wonder hot dog, so now I have my own hot dog. And it's kind of interesting. I figured, well, you know, I'm rescuing dogs, and so now I've got my own hot dog, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I, my wife and I are having a great time. We're doing great things, and we we just love every day because every day is precious, and every day is a chance to make a better world for all of us yeah. and for our dogs, too. Well, I want to thank you personally for coming on to the podcast. You know, I was telling my wife all week I couldn't wait to talk to you tonight. You know, like you, you brought the kid back out on me. Well, go get your costume on you and uh, let's go climb some walls, citizen. <laughs> thank you.